great joy it is to be in the house of the Lord, live with you as you are watching. Did you know that Jesus was born? Did you know that Jesus is alive? The anointing of the Holy Spirit is so real right now. And it's just not in the sanctuary. It is in your homes. It's where you're at right now. It's not how you're dressed. It's literally God in us. Church family and friends, I want to pray for you in a moment. I want you to realize how amazing you are and how God is doing amazing things. I want to pray for you. Father, I thank you for the amazing anointing of God. You have chosen this day for us to be together. And now that we are together, we thank you for that anointing that was so real during worship. And we give you honor and we give you praise and we give you glory for what you are doing. In Jesus' name, bless this time in the word. Amen. Amen. Would you turn your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 1? And as you turn your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 1, we're going to find out some truths that will change all of our lives. Walk with me. Be with me as I allow God to touch your heart and give you time to turn the Scripture. You know, I think I know him. And that's the question I have today. Do you really know Jesus Christ? See, my desire today is this, that you really know him, not just about him. So I ask you to turn to Ephesians chapter 1. I'd like to read beginning in verse 11. In him also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will, that we who first trusted in Christ should be to the praise of his glory. In him you also trusted after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also, having believed, notice what it says, having believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession to the praise of his glory. Let me say this to you. Christmas is coming. Here is why we celebrate. The Holy Spirit came upon Mary. He impregnated a virgin, and Jesus was born. He lived as a man, yet, as the Bible says, without sin. God lived as a man so he could reach us. See, God wanted to have a relationship with you and me. That's Christmas. Then he died on the cross for your and my sins. Church, that's huge. We say this a lot, but I want to just really impart this to you. That's huge. 
with all this, but some are still asking a question to God to prove himself. God, will you prove yourself to me that you're really real? That breaks my heart. Why? Even though they're saved, they don't really know him. See, God's desire is from a passion of the heart, not just to accept him as Savior, but to know him, to know him as Lord. The Bible says that God created the heavens and the earth. He created man, but he didn't want you to be a robot. He didn't want you to be just someone that just religiously does what you're supposed to do. He wants to relate with you. He loves you. God so loved the world that he gave his son. Matthew 12, verse 37 tells us, he gave you and me a free choice. It says, for by your words, you will be justified. And by your words, (laughs) you will be condemned. Now, there was a great man in the history of our country. His name was Martin Luther. And he preached a sermon about free will. And in the middle of the sermon, he stopped. And the Holy Spirit showed him something that he was to say. And this is what he said. Free will without God's grace is not free at all. Let me say that again. Free will without God's grace, is not free at all, but is the permanent prisoner and bond slave of evil since it cannot turn itself to good. Without the grace of God, goodness is not in man. You cannot function in the truth of free will until you really know him in his grace. Because the scripture tells us only he is good. So listen very intently to this. Jesus wanted a bride to choose him. And to choose him, not just to be religious with him, but to love him. Isaiah 53, 6 says this in the New Living Translation. All of us, like sheep, have strayed away. We have left God's paths to follow our own. Yet the Lord laid on him, Jesus, the sins of us all. Every one of us have sinned against God, so that's why every one of us must personally accept Jesus Christ as our Savior and Lord. Your parents can't do it. You have a choice, and you must choose Jesus. Jesus is Lord. The sad thing is that we can grow up in church and never choose God. Even if we accept him, we don't know him. We don't spend time knowing God From the ages of 16 to 25, many make the choice 
of not serving him. They're raised in church, and then there's so much information that, that they receive, and, and that's good because they're maturing and you're, you're growing. But many of you in that age group don't serve them. You have so many choices, and your chooser wants to serve yourself. Romans 12.3 in the Darby translation says this, for I say through the grace which has been given to me to everyone that is among you not to have high thoughts above what he should think, but to think so as to be wise as God has dealt to each a measure of faith. This says that God gave you and me a measure of faith to receive him, to believe in him, to believe what he did, to believe that Christmas is a story of that Jesus, God, was born. He came to fulfill his promise. He's a covenant God. But it also in Scripture talks to us about walking in wisdom with that choice. And you only receive the wisdom of God by knowing God by knowing his character, by knowing everything that he is. Proverbs 3, verse 5 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. It will be health to your flesh and strength to your bones. Then it says, honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruits of all your increases. So your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with new wine. And jump down to verse 13. Happy is the man who finds wisdom and the man who gains understanding. For her proceeds, wisdom, are better than the profits of silver and her gain than fine gold. Finding wisdom is knowing God. She is more precious than rubies. And all the things you may desire cannot compare with her. Length of days is in her right hand and in her left hand riches and honor. Her ways are ways of pleasantness and all her paths are peace. She is a tree of life to those who take hold of her, and happy are all who retain her. The Lord by wisdom founded the earth. By understanding, he established the heavens. By his knowledge, the depths were broken up, and clouds dropped down the dew. I'm pausing for a second because I want to say something now that may sound a little harsh or even judgmental. That's not where I'm at here right now. I'm trying to be very kind in the truth of the word of God. I'm trying to be very kind as we, Christmas is coming, and we celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ, God coming to fulfill the promises he made in his covenant with us, a new covenant. Here's what I want to tell you. If you are still in charge of your life, by not accepting Jesus Christ 
as your Savior, you will not be in heaven. Even when you accept Christ and you don't find wisdom, who is God, your life can be full of a lot of struggle. And I have found as a pastor that there are many people that struggle. Things seem like they never change. They rejoice in the birth of Jesus because they're born again, they're going to heaven. But they really don't know that relationship, that fellowship with God. You can even get married to a believer. They go to heaven, and if you haven't accepted Christ, you will go to hell. See, we have a choice, a free will. Martin Luther knew it well. The choice is salvation. See, after that choice, another choice is to know him is called wisdom. To know God is to know his word, is to know who he is. Christmas is not a myth. Oh, in my home, we decorate a lot and have a lot of people over at the house. (laughs) That's why I don't like this shutdown. We have Santas, we have trees, we have lights, all kinds of things. But we know a truth is the reason why we celebrate Christmas is the relationship we have. God came to remove our sin so we could know him. Christmas is not a myth. Jesus, the son of God, came to this earth to die for your sins. Again, God created you so you could be his bride, the Bible says, and have a relationship with him in wisdom, knowing him. So the question that I want to ask now is this. What do you give a God that has everything? (laughs) God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit had perfect relationship. The answer is, Father God gave the Son, Jesus, a bride. How did he do that? He created you and me in his image. He created a man in his image. He was put in a perfect environment, speaking of Adam. And the gall that Adam had is this, free will. He comes to God and says, I'm not happy. And I have a desire, a longing for something. So another question is, what did Adam want? He looked at, at the, all the other animals, and he saw they had someone with them. He wanted a bride. So here it is. We're speaking of Christmas. God creates someone in his image, the one that is like him, and the one he created wanted a bride. So what does God want? The answer is God wanted you, a bride. God wanted you so that he could relate with you. That's what Christmas is all about. Christmas is coming. God created you for relationship, for you to know him, 
But because of sin, you can't have this unless something is done to take care of the sin. So here's the picture relating to Christmas. Christmas is God who is Jesus comes to this earth to fulfill his promise when man rejected him. We could call it the runaway bride. That picture was us. So the son leaves heaven, is born of a virgin, never sins, and dies the most horrible, agonizing death on the cross. The reason? Why? To pay for our sins. So why wouldn't we accept that? Why wouldn't we want to get to know the groom? Why wouldn't we want to cast aside all the religious stuff and begin to allow covenant relationship to be so pure? Diving into the word of God, studying who God is. He told you who he is. Jesus lived that life. So here it is, what we must do. You and I must yield all our rights. We can't say because we were created in God's image, I want to be God. (laughs) Satan said to Adam and Eve, if you eat this fruit, you will be like God. Let me tell you a secret. According to God creating mankind, he created us in his image. You are already like God, created like him. The problem is, each of us want to run our own lives. I was there. Each of us want to be in charge. So in order to become a believer, you must stop being in charge of your life. God is not a respecter of persons, but you have a free will to choose. If you are still in charge of your life, I'm being kind, covenant blessings won't manifest in your life. See, the only way to do this is to lay down and die, dying to the flesh, which means I give all my rights to Jesus, my Lord. Jesus the Christ is my Lord. So here we are. What do we do? I choose to want Jesus. I choose for Jesus to be my Lord and my master of my life. Bottom line, you know what Christmas represents? God coming to relate with you and me and you and I choosing to have that relationship, giving up our rights to him. So in conclusion, 
if we give it all up, let me say it this way. If you give it all up to Jesus, all the joy you dream about, all the life you desire to live, everything is on the other side of your free will choosing to love him and to relate with him. To my church family, to all our friends around the world, joy and most of all fellowship and relationship with God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit is on the other side of being born again. Believing in your heart, confessing with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord. Let me talk to the believers, born again people. Because you have done that, there is not there is another step. That step is not about going to heaven. Because if you confess Jesus Christ as Lord, you're going to heaven. It's not based upon your works, it's based upon the work of Christ. But I'm asking you this Christmas season to really get to know God. Oh, it's a lifelong journey. I've known the Lord for over four decades. I've studied a lot. I'm still learning. He still surprises me. There are gifts that he shows me and gives me of who he is that I really didn't understand. And then he opens it up, the Holy Spirit does. And I begin to see the character and the love and just the relationship that I have with God that has already been cut, that's already been done in the covenant, the new covenant. And I sit amazed because my brothers and sisters that I know more of him. And the more I know of him, the more I want to know of him. So let's journey together and succeed in the greatest relationship known to mankind. Again, Christmas is coming and Christmas really is about you and God. God and me. I make it personal. Next week, I have something very special for you in the Word. Something the Lord showed me especially for Valley Community Church, my church family, but it's for everyone. I love you. You have an amazing day. And may God richly bless you as you open yourself up to who he really is, that you may know him. God bless you.